welcome to Deconversion Therapy. We left you on a cliffhanger last week when we were doing New Year, and yes, now it's new me. Of course, it's all sarcastic tongue-in-cheek irony. Anyway, we left you at Karen, again me, revealing on Facebook the most treacherous surface on earth that I have been working in this, quote, arena area for the last five years of ex-churched people, so forth. And now I'm going to let you hear what ended up being the repercussions of that. But also, please rate and review us. That is the kindest thing you can do for us on Apple Podcasts is the best place to do it, even if you listen on a different platform. But I mean, we'll take it everywhere. I mean, you know, five star us all over the place. We don't mind. Also, you can find us in all the places. Go look there in the details under this episode, and you'll find out to submit your stories, how to find us on TikTok, if you want to become a sponsor with the newsletter, all that stuff right down there. And now, on with the next part. I've only gotten DMs by two family, nope, three family members. And yeah. that's it. You know, everyone else either ignored it or said good for you or, yeah, not my thing, but that's great. And I am taking it because I need to get it out of my burden, my feeling like I'm keeping a secret. While other people say, praise God, I, you know, I found this gold bracelet on sale today, and everyone likes it. Like, uh, But I feel I can't be myself. So that was the sort of last thing to step over that I did, and I'm very happy about it. That's a big relief. That's a big mental load to unburden. It's huge. And some mm-hmm. people are like, what's the name of it? And what? The, and I don't trust everybody. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to yeah. wait till they DM me and ask me again about it. Because, yeah. yeah. But it started me on. Why don't you just on, not worry about that? <laughs> see, I wish I was someone who didn't worry about. No, not you. I mean, you. that's you telling the people. Like, don't you worry about the name of the podcast. Oh, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I'm yeah. going to tell you what I want you to know. This is how much I want you to know. And exactly. see you later. But I have been listening to, and I don't know if listening or reading would be better, but The Courage to be Disliked by Kiro Kashimi and Fumitaki Koda, Koga. And it's fascinating. It's just, I don't love the way it's told. It's sort of a regular person having a conversation with a sort of guru like, What do you mean people think like this? Well, son, when you think like this, so it's one of those more Uh in a Japanese tradition sort of uh, conversation. But some of the things that they discuss is fascinating and is making me go, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, how you can separate feelings from incidents and events, how you can measure what people say in a different way. It's really good. It uses psychology of someone. I forget his name that they talk about. But it's so this been is a very book helpful. Uh-huh. I'm listening to it. It's called The Courage to be Disliked. It has tons okay. of five stars. And the little tidbits that you get out of it 
are so helpful. Um, even mm-hmm. just understanding that no one has really an inferiority complex. They might have feelings of inferiority, but they don't have a deeper inferiority complex, and I won't get into it, but there is superiority complex where they build up their superiority because they feel, according to the world, they are lacking something. And we see this a lot in people who maybe feel that way about college-educated people. And if they aren't college-educated, then that makes them feel lacking, although maybe no one is making them feel lacking. And they pick up on that and then try and build themselves up in front of other people to have this superiority complex, which is a condition they developed. Anyway, good read. So... If we're talking about books we're reading, I am currently audio reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it, right? The Barbara Streisand biography, and it's called My Name is Barbara. So with her doing the narration of it, there is so much more going on than if you were just to read it, which I'm happy about. I have been listening to it, too. I have about the first four chapters And not that I'm particularly interested in her, but, I mean, it's 42 hours. I want to hear what shit is going down. But doesn't some of it feel like it's not in the book and she's just saying it offhanded and adding to it? Yes, and I think that's because she's an actress and that's her job. Right. And I think she's doing a really good job of making the listener feel like they're Mm -hmm. just in conversation with her. So let me mention, though, she brings up a lot of minutiae about mm-hmm. her life. So much garbage that I love about somebody who I really love, but about her, mm-hmm. my my first knee-jerk reaction is, who cares? Mm-hmm. Why are you telling people these stupid things? And then one of them hit me like a ton of bricks. And you know what I'm going to say because I asked you if you noticed it. She said when she was a kid, she would take a a piece of bread and she would like ball up the dough and make it like dough and eat it. And I'm like, oh, mother of God, I used to do that. Mm -hmm. And Karen would always comment on it. And so I was like, oh, boy, if this whole narration and and the topics that she chooses to talk about aren't just a reminder to me that all of the little dumb shit that we do is not interesting. And it's and, just, it's making universal. me really conscientious. Oh, does it? I, yeah. I would take yeah. it as it's so wild how all of this is, you know, everybody experiences this. I remember feeling that watching Wayne's World when he was laying on the pillow mm-hmm. and he'd close one eye and then the next yeah. and how the frame <laughs> yeah. of what he saw changed and he'd go yeah. scene one, scene two, scene one, scene right. two. And <laughs> I thought, yeah, I've done that. And like every other person has done something that none of us have talked about. It's just the universal right. kids' brains developing, people's brains trying out things. Um I, it's interesting that it made you self-conscious. Well, so some of that is comforting. Okay. Well, it made me 
self-conscious of how much minutiae I tell people that I think is funny and ridiculous and amusing. And maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Like, maybe they're looking at me like... Well, you're not Barbara Streisand, so I don't want to hear about you rolling up your your bread into a ball of dough and eating it. Who cares? But there, okay. So her her career goes back to like the beginning of the '60s. That's so coming. that's about mm-hmm. sixty years ago. She started when she was like I don't know, nineteen or something, performing right. uh, in the clubs. With this narration, you also get the tone that she has when she's recalling a story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so see if you don't think this is true. She has a lot of little instances that she recalls where, uh, for instance, the the record executive came in and pitched her a title for her album that she mm-hmm. thought was stupid. And she... Right says what the the title was it was something like the sassy and saucy barbara streisand (laughs) and and she was like you can tell how that went over and she can remember all sorts of little negatives little slights Mm -hmm. uh, little arguments and she's very you can tell because she makes sure to tell the story and with the punch of see i was right and, and yes. she can remember all these little stories where she was right. But what can't she remember? She, can't, she has no memory of going to the Tony Awards and getting a Tony Award. Right. How sad. And that breaks my heart. So this, this 80-year-old woman can remember slights and mm-hmm. when she was right, but she can't remember a clear highlight of a human's life winning a major award like that. And she says the same thing about, like, the Grammys or whatever. And she's like, I don't have any memory of it. Somebody had to show me a picture of it. And, like, that made me go, you know what? Uh, I have to take a different approach to viewing things in life and get away from the reptile brain and be and just focus on gratitude more. So, anyway, so that's... I just want to tell you... She's oh, here doing we go. okay. She's doing all right, though. I want you to know that. You said it broke your heart. She's but doing okay, okay. financially. <laughs> yeah. So I was listening to it, and there are a few things. One, I have not gotten very far. But if you listen to the audio, you get to hear a little bit of the singing, and you do go... This was iconic. There was not a voice before that that existed like this. It is very specific. But also... She starts off with how people used to say she wasn't nice. And then she was like, let me read you this from this important person. Barbara, you are the nicest (laughs) person in the industry. (laughs) Chapter three, my first show I was ever a part of. And they wanted me to stand. And I said, no, I'm going to sit. And the choreographer was like, no, this is what we do. I've been in the business forever. Well, you're wrong. I'm like, maybe that's why people thought you weren't as nice. (laughs) And for that to be your first gig, no one can do that these days. Barely anyone can just be like, this is my first part in a movie and just say, I'm going to rewrite it. Yeah. She did not take the direction she was given. It was flat out 
just rejected. She just rejected it. And and you're right. A previous chapter, she goes through hoops and she tells a story about somebody saying, well, she's not difficult. Like, and you just go and tell a story about yourself. I know. I know. Proving but it, you're difficult. <laughs> but this is what I love about autobiographies. I told you that I'm halfway through Jessica Simpson's because Spotify now lets you listen to books for free. And it popped up. I'm like, I'm doing oh. that. Yeah, but I don't have enough hours, so I have to wait till January, which is tomorrow for us. And <laughs> But I think it's them opening up as much as they can and feeling that they are being vulnerable and open, yet self-aware. Yeah. And I think the self-awareness, you get to see if they have a disconnect between the events and the thoughts, and then being self-aware what it equals. Because Jessica Simpson is absolutely like that, too. And she might be better at it when she's older or whatever, but she's not seeing herself with what she's saying and acting. Yeah. And she's telling the story. You, I know, but don't you wonder then if Barbara Streisand... And, and and she really hates when people mispronounce her name. Like, I don't get my name mispronounced all the fucking time anyway. Right. Yeah. So don't you wonder if she submitted her draft to her editor and their editor was like, oh, my God, I can't give this woman a note. <laughs> She's just like, here, have it be 42 hours. I don't right. care. Just put whatever shit in a book you want to put and we'll slap a label on it and publish it and tell you it's great. I bet that's how she sold it. You are going to include everything <laughs> I say or you don't get the right. book. Right. And right. that's the thing. She can do that now. She's one of few that could get away with some of these things of, you know, doing things differently. And I always think of like Brian Cranston, who... He didn't. He did everything sort of correctly. He was very humble and nice in many regards and did what he was asked to do. He didn't, like, go against the grain, and he's built himself up into someone who is respected and now can take liberties. But she took those did liberties Did you read from his biography? Is that why you're saying I, that? No, he just popped into my mind. Maybe I was oh. thinking of meth. I don't know. No. <laughs> Nice. I just I just want to hear the opinion of the editor who was like, I really wanted her leave <laughs> the ball of dough bit out. I know. But she put it in the book, so we're publishing it. <laughs> I think that's it. That's it. Let me just add that when I made my piece of bread into a balled up piece of dough, I would right. form it into a chair. Correct. And I would say as a joke, have a seat. Don't mind if, Don't I, mind do, if I do. And then I would eat it. Exactly. <laughs> this was every day at our Baptist day school. I think I made a chair or something and I would say, I'll have a seat too. And that was hilarious. <laughs> While our other friend was writing I Heart BM on everything because she was a big Barry Manilow fan. So that's what we did. And, and then the other thing that is actually brilliant now, we had a guy friend who would put salt on his popsicle. 
And mm. clearly now we know that if you add a little salt to something, A, it makes it melty, and B, it enhances the sweetness. So good for you, weird kid who put salt on your popsicle. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're living life now, I guess. I don't know. Um, so, okay, overall, to me, the message I'm taking away, and I'm on like probably chapter four too, is be the person who remembers the Tonys. Yes, for yourself. Oops. Yes, for yourself. And that's what I have yeah. to remember, too, because I turned to my husband last night and I was like, what good things happened to me last year? Because I what? feel happy. <laughs> I know. I feel uh-huh. happy. I feel content. And he was like, well, we did get to go see my family and Europe. And I'm like, that was good. And then I was like, is that it? Is that? But I don't feel like that. I feel like their happiness and content mints throughout the day and when you have something lingering over you which I do which my dad is very old every day he is alive like my mind automatically is like this is a good day so yeah I think that enhances it also but as far as Barbara goes it's fascinating and there's going to be some stuff she shits on Mandy Patinkin and we will discuss it later but that's all I gotta Uh, say about that let me Let me give you a little tiny story that I have an excuse to tell right now, and you always want me to. So when I say I want to be the kind of person who remembers the Tonys, Mm -hmm. back in my day in Los Angeles working in entertainment, I was at the Golden Globes. Mm -hmm. And I was behind the scenes as a creative executive, so sitting in a table far back, close to the entrance of the hall where they hold the awards. So this was when Brian Cranston was first, uh, it was the first season of Malcolm in the Middle. Mm -hmm. And they they weren't huge yet. And so Mm -hmm. his wife was relegated to the table with me. So Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there and the wife is there and she's friends with Rita Wilson, who's married to Tom Hanks. So as Tom and Rita are walking through, they see each other and they all stop. And so Rita's talking to Brian's wife and they're chatting and chatting. And so Tom Hanks is odd man out and no one's talking to Tom Hanks because what are Mm -hmm. we going to say to Tom Hanks? And he looks around and he just acknowledges us and he goes, well, you guys have shitty seats. (laughs) And we laughed and oh, ha, ha, Tom Hanks can say anything. (laughs) And then they went on their merry way. So... Thanks for insulting me, Tom Hanks. Well, he loves to. He's the worst. No, he's great. Um, yeah, I don't have anything like that. But Brian Cranston is nice. You introduced my husband. That's his, his one of his main things he's happy about. Well, great. That's old. <laughs> yeah, it's old. But you changed his life. Forever. I also introduced my mom to Brian Cranston. I bring her to the set. Hey, Mom, this is Brian. Brian, this is my mom. I love you. I'm like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> First thing out of her mouth, Exit I love left. you. But that's good. That's good. Yeah. I think that's it was honest. fine. Well, I would like to give another plug for the mini series that they have on Netflix, All the Light We Cannot See. Yeah. It was just charming and interesting and okay. it was so uplifting. Really? But, but interesting I thought the book and wasn't. good. Okay. 
See, I just don't, when people are like, oh, it was great, it was devastating, I'm like, that's a no. Or it's heartbreaking, <laughs> that's a no. Yeah. So you thought it was uplifting? Uh, yes, and I did not read okay. the book. I was, I was, uh, it, it was on my list of things to read, and then boop, <laughs> oh, I can watch it. That's I right. Will start it. They did come yeah. out ten years apart from each other, but still, I'm the same. I have it somewhere, <laughs> and I never read it. And I think it was after my mom died, and it came out around then. And I would have to ask my husband, "Should I read this? Should I read that?" And that's when my reading yeah. really fell. A lot. I couldn't focus, and I had to avoid certain things and all that. So, For yeah. sure. Hey, one more thing. Did you watch that Julia Roberts movie with Ethan Hawke that's on no, Netflix? No, not yet. Yeah. Something I about haven't. Something about someone. Yeah. The Doing end of the something world. and waiting. Okay, yeah, yeah, something about that. I haven't. Yeah. How are right. you? Let me know. Let me know. Okay. Let me know okay. That's because I that's know dynamic the, content. <laughs> well, the Obamas have something to do with it. So I'm yeah. going to watch it and I'll let you know, but I haven't heard raves or anything. The other thing I was going to say is um, Armageddon, the book. I'm going to put some of these things up in our store, in our book recs that you can find. You don't have to purchase it from us. It'll be the same price anyway for you if you want us to have a few cents, but it's a good place for you to go and go, oh, this is the book. But Armageddon is about from Bart Ehrman and is about why and how and everything about the book of Revelation not being what everyone thinks it is. It wasn't a <laughs> prophetic book. We've talked about this before, but I think that I was a great say- read. I thought you were going to say it was a novelization of the Ben Affleck movie. Yes. <laughs> like, that's was, not timely at all. <laughs> it's a graphic novel. But I think that was great because I could finally go like, oh, duh, I didn't know that, and that's good, and blah, blah, blah. Along with all the great documentaries that came out from the Hill songs to the ones yeah. about the cults to uh, the Duggar one, the IF. BLP, I forget. All those are great. And there was one that is devastating that I don't recommend if people are sensitive to child, uh, terrible things being done to children. But I thought it was really good. It's called Great Photo, Lovely Life. It is on Max HBO thing. But it's interesting because the person making the documentary about her family was religious, and they all were pastry, religious, churchy people. And you can see the dynamics and how she now sees it because she's out of it. So almost everything I see and hear now, it's through this lens of, uh, you know, oh, wow, another murder, and they were a pastor's kid. Like, there's just a lot of, and this wasn't murder. This was other bad stuff. But it was fascinating. So, New Year, New Me. Uh, I love New Year's resolutions. People are always shitting on them. I love to make <laughs> sure. goals. I love to make yeah. New Year's resolutions. Uh, I followed one one time. I published a book. And, you know, to me, I love doing it. And I've learned how to do them better 
You know what I mean? It's not like, to lose 50 pounds. I don't do any of that shit, obviously. At first, I thought you were saying that you... (laughs) Wrote a book about your New Year's resolution. And all I could think <laughs> that would be of good. Was, I wrote a book about how I flossed every day about 30 years it. ago. <laughs> That's a good idea. That would be fascinating. Yeah, it's just but, about me flossing my teeth. Uh huh, uh huh. So I enjoyed 300 pages. Book. I know. 42 I hours. <laughs> and I narrate it. <laughs> and I sing a little in the background. But I'm likable. <laughs> I do have... I do have some books someone who I think would show up on the Today Show or something wrote. And it is about, like, making these 12 resolutions. And she takes one a month. And she's like... Month one, plank anytime you can. (laughs) And I'm like, this is what I need. (laughs) I need accountability. Um, So maybe I will write my New Year's resolution book. But I do love making goals. And one of the things is, is like cleaning out the shit. So I cleaned my closet the other day. Okay. And I want to like clean out my emails. Just some little... Little clearing, little smudging uh, situations that make me feel more energetic, you know? Okay, yeah. Of course, everyone knows, because I've said it, is I want to streamline things for the podcast to uh, allow me to do other things. So I'm excited that the management company is going to help us do that through things that they know about that we don't understand. Um, And I think... I want to streamline so many things in my life, but I think that's definitely going to help me, and it's going to free me up because I'm. I want to finish my book that I started what five years ago about American Christianity and different things like that. So even saying it on here will help me be accountable. I think. And to add to that. I have no idea if you remembered that I came up with an idea for a book and I've started on it. And so I am going to commit to just 20 minutes a day of writing it. That's good. That's not much. And who knows how much will get done. But it's more than zero. And exactly. And when you get to like a good part or something that you get excited about, and I can talk Mm -hmm. forever on writing, but... It, it's sort of like eating well and exercising. It gives you the energy to do it more. When yeah. before, it's, it's everything's an exercise. You know, you know that. So that's what I definitely want to do. So we'll stay after each other and people can also stay after us for all of that. My other two things that I want to uh, keep up with is meditation. I was doing good yeah. for a few months there, doing it every night, every night around the same time. Um, and then I went away and then got COVID. And so I kind of let everything just flop. And so mm-hmm. it's timing up with the new year just right. So meditation. And uh, the other thing that I had mentioned before was reprogramming my brain to to tell itself I am thankful for such and such. Just not right. not thank you. Like there's a you involved. Just I am thankful. I am grateful. And being the person 
who appreciates the Tonys. <laughs> yeah. Barbara You're Streisand all reference. about them Tonys. Exactly. And, oh, I got to call your therapist and tell them this. But we were talking before, and you also said it on the pod, like, me and you thinking about what other people are probably thinking. Like, I need to tell my mind to stop that and be like, I don't know. So I'm either going to stop thinking about it and think about something else or I'm going to ask or I'm going to whatever. Because I do that a lot and it goes into my wanting everyone to be good and taking care of people, although I just do it mentally. And it's stupid because I don't know why I'm doing it. But I guess humans, they we want to play out all scenarios and negative because ones. we have the reptile brain. I also want to continue to put the mission of this first because it really is just you and I having fun. Uh, exposing charlatans, giving information, connecting people. This arena, this area of deconversion, deconstruction is so big now and people are branding themselves and they're even purchasing the blue dots and all these things that (laughs) really are brand-ish and to tell the truth we are a brand like we're an LLC we're a company we've been doing this in sort of a different way and I always want to remind myself to it's not about me even though I can use my spiciness my edginess my snarkiness or my kindness I can be a good person to promote and push you know, a message or whatever forward, it's not about me. It's about the message of organized religion and what it's doing to America and disenfranchising people and so forth. And I just want to keep reminding myself that. Yeah, and everything is always going to be the lens of who, it's through the lens of who we are. That's the only vision that we have. Yeah. You're right, and people see our stuff through the vision and the lens that they bring to it. So I have to remind yeah. myself that, too. And yeah. Yeah. So ego would be, and let's see, how does that play out, Karen? Well, that plays out with the difficulty of me not being able to ignore trolls, Though I'd love to. So Mm -hmm. I am fine to call out this person. I don't know who they are, so I don't have a name. So it's just a general thing. Who their bio said they're also an atheist or anti-theist. Oh, I'm ready. Anyway, his (laughs) name is. No. (laughs) Okay. Um, but, But, you know, people are just arguing over our memes that we steal from other pages. I don't know why yeah. they feel they need to do that, and I would like to ignore it. Let go of ego. Yeah. That's their ego. Yeah. They can do it. But then this anti-theist person, who I would assume would be on, quote, our side, said, well, you're just a regular <laughs> Jew lover, aren't you, to someone oh, else. Oh, my God. So oh my I God. blocked that person, even though. Yeah. Shut it down, big mouth. I've got to, so that's the thing where I can't ignore these trolls right. because yeah. of things yeah. like that, but because 
I don't want, I mean, people go below the belt on our stuff. Now, I'm on threads, and as of last week, all the people who were on X have now invaded threads, and we've got all the asshole Mm -hmm. trolls now. So I'm going to see what I think of it. Um, Hopefully the algorithm gets better, but it's just people arguing with just fucking memes. Karen, let me comfort you and tell you— Every amazing thing I see on Instagram that mm-hmm. makes my heart swell, I, I go to the comments and it's somebody shitting on something. I Every know. single time. I watched a video of the group Squeeze singing um, something about Up the Junction, that song that I loved. Sure. The first, mm-hmm. the first comment is... This was when music is good, not like the shit from today. Right, and then somebody's right. like, there's good music out there. You're just too lazy to go look for it. I'm like, here we go. I'm like, why did I look at the comments? I just wanted to see if somebody was talking about the lyrics. And I'm like, too badly. I'm <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then there was another one where the lady was just doing a recipe for potatoes. First (laughs) comment up there. Boy, that was really wasteful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Somebody's bitching at her about how much potatoes she didn't use. But in a different comment, she said, yeah, I used the other potatoes for mash or such and such, whatever. So it's just, oh, and then people got shitty with the person saying that about the potatoes and called her a loser. And I'm like, it goes on and on. And this is human brain. So I absolutely get it. And I see that on TikTok. I watch some woman's stories. Sometimes I get in this loop of people who find out they have diseases or their loved ones die. And I will listen to those stories. So Mm. this woman's like, so uh, I returned from there at three and that's when I found, you know, it, all of it bad. Yeah. Yeah. A comment that she used to then start a different TikTok, like part two, is someone saying, I could have listened to all of this if you didn't keep saying, um. And I thought, <gasps> I'm oh glad God. she used that. I'm glad uh. she, she used that and she sort of made a joke over it. But at the same time... It's absolutely, sometimes it's the things I think, but I would never put things like that. I just, I remember a long time ago on social media talking about how Zinn, my beloved dog who passed away, was a naughty boy. And how should I correct him? Should I do this, this, and that? What I got was at least one or two commentators, while other people gave good ones, you shouldn't own a dog. You're a terrible dog owner. The dog should be taken <laughs> yeah. away from you. And I'm like, this dog is a those king of my house. Are, and those people are first to comment always. Yeah. Let me let me ask you your opinion about this one. And I'm it's not going to say her name. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> there is a woman who is on TikTok And every time she does a little content thing and posts it, people are going, oh, my God, you're so pretty. Your skin looks so great. And she's doing that thing with the bold beauty filter. Oh, yeah. yeah. This isn't what she looks at at all. Yet she's not not taking these compliments. And who are these people who think that this human 
looks like this. What, and I think, what is I that, think about? that is the whole trick. You know, someone was talking about, especially with beauty stuff, anyone who has a beauty influencer account, they're not being truthful to you. That's it. That's the bottom line. <laughs> right, right. They're not. Um, and she's I've not found a beauty influencer. Yeah. Now, I get told once in a blue moon, usually on my lives, your skin looks great. And I say, you know what? I bet it's the automatic filter on here because let me be straight. But at the same time, like, I will be like, thank you. And I'll get these idiots going, I, will you have my baby? You know. Once that ship is sailed. And I just go, sure, you know, because I get that they're making fun every once in a while, but usually it's it's all positive. But when I get off of like a live or I do something and my husband asks me how it was, I'll be like, oh, all the shitty mm -hmm. Christians because they were so shitty. Right. But I don't say we got over 100 followers from like-minded people. Like it's... The emotion yeah. sits with the negative, and that goes back to writing where writers say the hardest thing to write about is happiness because you can't express that feeling and have people feel it where you can with yeah. everything else that's negative. And those, that is part of the human experience. We are trained to see that, and we're trained to pick up on that. Well, I don't so want to. It is okay to be. I know, but it is okay to be kind to yourself and compassionate <laughs> to yourself when you feel bad about that happening. Yeah, go ahead and make vomit noises. Okay, Just that's it for us for the year. Yeah, <laughs> all you need to now now say is, Karen, you need to hold space for yourself and you need to do self care. Then <laughs> I'll just vomit everywhere. That's right. Um, but okay. it's true, and I do need to do that more. You know, you were saying we this all year. We need to. I know. This year, we or you want to try new things or do new things. Or you did say it. Don't look at me like, what? I don't remember <laughs> it. Maybe it's going to memory, <laughs> doctors. Um, and one thing we've thought of that monetizes the best so we can do that is YouTube. And I just think oh, I'm yeah. scared. I'm scared, but at the same time, yeah. I I get off lives or I get insulted or someone say, and it does fuel me. And that worries me that yeah. I am a negative spiral person, but I'm not. Like, I'm happy and content and blah, blah, blah. But it does do something. So if we do get on YouTube, we're going to tell—you guys can follow us now, first of all— because <laughs> yeah. we have... Before we have a presence. <laughs> yes. So we can monetize quickly. I think you have to have a thousand followers so you can start monetizing. But our podcast goes up with like a blank screen of our logo. So people do listen mm, through right, YouTube right. sometimes. Um, yeah. But if we do that, you guys need to just <laughs> go in there and say... You look great. You sound great. You are great. Even <laughs> if we've said marvelous. everything wrong. <laughs> right. Then you can uh, send us funny. an email and say, everything you said was incorrect historically. 
Um, that'd be fun. We just need to use those those super bold beauty filters, and then everybody can comment on how beautiful our skin is, and then we can lie and take the compliments. Yeah. Anywho. And then they so put their any, hand in front of their eye, and the eyelashes right. show up on the front of their hand. Yeah. The, actually, in the show that Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon did for Apple Plus TV, mm-hmm. the morning, morning show, show. Yeah. they used that filter on their faces of the show every time. And at one point, like somebody's eye, <laughs> it didn't quite really? catch it all. Yeah, and there was a differentiation. It's so frustrating to watch that show when, when like, oh. one person will be all smooth and then they'll focus on a different actor and you're like, wah! <laughs> this is not so good much for reality. people. People. It's not it's good for not people. It's not good mentally. No, it's not. So anything else for the good of the order? Oh, yeah. Some other things, you know, I just want to get out of my comfort zone a bit with friendships. um, And women can all usually attest to this. When you have a relationship that's very close with a friend and then it goes haywire and you're not even sure why, but you get those trust issues. And I think I've still had one that's really resonated with me. And I want to be more open, I think, and get out of my comfort zone with friendships. And I also don't... Let me... Yeah, go ahead. Let me tell you, that doesn't happen to anyone else. That's just you. Oh, shit. Exactly. (laughs) And this is what I knew. (sighs) Believe me, I have dissected that thing. It's funny because on... TikTok again, there's this whole thing about how often men think of the Roman Empire and people would even ask Oh, I love that bit. And Mm -hmm. all the men are like, I think about it once a week. And you're like, what the fuck? Um, What? (laughs) But one that got the most is a woman saying women's Roman Empire are why that good friend ghosted them or what happened to them Mm -hmm. with their best friend. And everyone's like, yes, yes. And... So I think I still, yeah, I'm a bit shy, trigger shy about friendships and depth and, and also like people can be gossipy, you know, yeah, but I have a question for you. <laughs> That's right. I have a question for you. Do you think if you ghost a person, do you think the person ghosting is a shitty person? Yeah. I do too. Okay, good. Yeah, I do. And I have to straighten things out. Right. And I don't like gossipy people. And I hear, you know, if you come and want to be my good friend and you talk shit about someone we have mutually, that's it. I That I means you're going to talk you. shit about me. Exactly. I yeah. know. Um, unless you have that understanding. Like you and I talk shit. Do you know the person who listens to us, <laughs> that Lily bitch? No. And my last, don't think, this, you really have to keep me on the straight and narrow. Don't take on anything new. All right, I'm writing it down. Here we go. Don't take on anything new, despite how excited I get over it. I wanted to do this whole anti-missionary project. It would be fantastic. Nope. Then I saw someone who's doing like a 40-mile walk for donations for the Trevor Project, 
that helps LGBT youth. And I thought, I want to do that. I need to get my exercise in. But guess what it would add to me? You want to do... Posting, <laughs> raising money. No. You want to do a 40-mile walk? Do they break it up in 40 days? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, okay. it's just like I did this many steps today. Oh, okay. And I thought, well, that's great. I'm going to be walking anyway. I should do that. And I have to remind myself... No. That it's the minutia that I get caught up in. It is yeah. easier for me to send money to the Trevor Project, which I will. Right. You all heard yes. it here. Then for me to start explaining what it is to people, posting yeah. it regularly, saying I'm almost to my goal, and all that bullshit. There's only but so much energy to go around that each person has. The devil took so much from me. When I did I know. my deal with him in Georgia. I know. <laughs> so don't ask me to do new projects, people. Because I'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for the rundown. I feel like 2023 was an okay year. And when I read on social media yeah. that people are like, this year was such shit, I can't wait for it to be over. I'm like, there's no guaranteeing that January... Eight mm-hmm. is going to be phenomenal. I mean, all this shit could come down again. Remember when we all were so excited for 2020 to come along? And then it sure came along. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you wish for, people, with the new year. Anyway, control what you can. I remember 2016 being a terrible year, and everyone globally was like, this is the shittiest year. I cannot remember what happened. That's, That's right. how much shit we have had right. since then <laughs> to just be like. Uh. And I want to say part of what we thought was awful about 2019 was the, oh, the election, right? Was that it? That was, yeah, because he was inaugurated at the beginning of the year. And oh, no, no. I mean, switch hands. Okay. But what? The election. Biden won. But when did we when did we vote? Did we vote in nine in nineteen? Twenty sixteen is when the other guy. Okay. Twenty sixteen. Yes. Let's take this part out because we look dumb. (laughs) Let's take this part out because we look dumb. People need to know how (laughs) dumb we are. We've been doing this episode a long time now. Well, I think part of what we didn't like about 2019, if I recall, was a lot of celebrities we loved were just dying. And so yeah. I'm not sure that it was as global as much as just our little people who meant a lot to us no longer with us. And I think, yeah, I uh, just all these things. But we love just our community and the people and my New Year's resolutions, like a lot of it is from our listeners and followers that have fueled like, yeah, that would be a good idea what they're doing. Or I want to do more of this because you guys send us such nice notes about how we've helped, which is ridiculous. But, in, you know, it helps me want to do more of those things or just be here, just showing up. Yeah. And if you had a terrible year, I always want to tell people their surviving is sometimes the huge accomplishment. And it might not sound like you didn't get a promotion, you didn't do this, you didn't finish your schooling, you didn't 
do a, you know, cross-country marathon. Okay. You know what that is? Sometimes surviving is it. That's wanting somebody to be a juicer when a toaster is there. So. And circumstances. Yes. There's a lot of toast bread around. Yeah. So being a toaster is what you need to do for that year. And that's absolutely a great accomplishment. With that callback, I think we can wrap it up. I don't know. I want to keep going for eight more episodes. (laughs) Thank you for coming to our intimate little chitty chat. And now we've told you too much and you're going to check on us, aren't you? That's right. Everything. Remember, Bonnie such as writing a book and going to read 20 minutes a day. Check on it every day. All right. And accept your reptile brain. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Don't be a shit pile this year. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.